Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Happy Victory Sunday, Syracuse fans. The Orange ticked down Boston College yesterday afternoon, 21-6. A big win for the Orange, and SU is one win closer, one step closer to bowl eligibility. Welcome into this week's edition of Fizz Final. I'm John Eads. I'll be your captain for this Fizz Final, riding solo here. But I was in the Dome yesterday. I saw the game with my two eyes, and you can check out my post-game recap article at orangefizz.net and at Orange Fizz on Twitter for continued Syracuse football and Syracuse basketball content that season coming up as well. But let's break this thing down. So 21-6 Syracuse, and it was it was an interesting game. It was really a tale of two halves, so I don't even want to gloss over. I, I do want to gloss over. I don't really want to touch on the first half that much. Syracuse went into the halftime break trailing 3 nothing, and the defense was playing spectacular. The offense was... Pretty bad. I mean, the Orange got into the red zone one time. They got inside the five-yard line, and then Garrett Schrader fumbled. I mean, that you could say he fumbled it or he didn't. It was kind of a questionable call, but the refs ruled it a fumble. The ball ended up going back up to BC's like 30, 40-yard line on the return, so that wiped out any points, uh, chance for points for Syracuse. I will say on that play, I'm not really sure why Garrett Schrader's not getting the football, why he's not keeping the football. First down, run with Sean Tucker, nothing. Second down, run with Sean Tucker, nothing. And then you try to pass it on third down from the two. I, I like the decision to hand off to Sean Tucker. Obviously, he's great, and we're going to get into him in just a minute here. But I, I tweeted this on, at Orange Fizz on Twitter as well. Why not let Garrett Schrader keep it on a read option? None of those runs that were called were design keeps or even read plays for Schrader. So I was a little confused by that decision because that play has worked all year, especially inside the five-yard line. But the thing with the first half was the offense was trying to force something that wasn't there. Boston College entered the game with the best passing defense in the ACC, and Syracuse had four completions in the first half out of 13 attempts and 50 passing yards. So they really tried to work that passing game in the first quarter to maybe open up the run game, but it was just not working at all because BC's secondary was absolutely locking down. And the Eagles are actually getting somewhat of a pass rush as well, even though they're one of the worst pass rushing teams in, in the nation and in the ACC. So what changed in the second half? Well, Syracuse got back to what it does so well, which is handing it off to Sean Tucker and letting Garrett, Garrett Schrader create offense for himself, and that's exactly what happened there. Uh, Tucker sparked things with a 51-yard touchdown burst in the third quarter, kind of halfway through there. I think that whole drive, though, really started when Garrett Schrader took off on a sneak uh, twice in a row, actually, and picked up a couple of chunk gains. I, I tweeted right before the Tucker run, hey, I think that's going to be the spark that's going to get this offense going because until then – Schrader was not moving the football with his legs or with his arm. It was Syracuse going three and out after three and out after three and out because the Orange were getting stuck in third and long, third and medium situations. And as we all know, that's not where this offense can thrive. So a couple big runs for Schrader, set up that touchdown for Sean Tucker. You knew it was only a matter of time before Tucker was going to break off a long run, and he had a couple of those actually. He did have one in the first half, a 30-something yarder. But this one went for a touchdown, practically untouched. Uh, you cannot arm tackle Sean Tucker, that's just not going to cut it. You're going to have to get a lot of bodies on him. And if he gets into the second level, you may as well kiss him goodbye. He is absolutely gone. And same can be said about Garrett Schrader. He also had a long touchdown run, 48 yards, a couple of shifty moves, and, and, and the speed, the deceptive speed to go along with it 
led to that touchdown. So by then it was 14-6. to And then you add in a Courtney Jackson punt return touchdown as well, just for good measure. A little cherry on top, little Skittles in the bag for, uh, for Halloween there. A little, uh, little treat action. No tricks. So that was pretty uh, interesting because Trevor Pena didn't play. He was your incumbent punt returner, kick returner. He was out with an injury. And you also had Chris Elmore on the sideline as well. So a couple of big losses there, um, kind of going off on a tangent here. But nice to see Courtney Jackson make a play. That's the second week in a row he scored a touchdown. Didn't have a big role in the passing game because, like we alluded to before, the passing game wasn't really what was going to fuel this offense and get Syracuse the win. So that was the offense, tale of two halves. A couple of big plays in the second really opened it up. It wasn't really a consistent dominance or some long drives. It was really just a big plays. And you know what? However you got to get it done, however you got to get the win, that's how you're going to get the win. So not complaining about it. Uh, obviously, was hoping to see a little more from that passing game because it worked so well against Virginia Tech last week. But you know what? However you got to win a football game, win a freaking football game. And I think Syracuse will be a little bit more formidable against uh, NC State, Louisville, Pittsburgh, because, like I said, BC has the best passing defense in the ACC. Syracuse right behind them. So perhaps the Orange can get some things going in the future, and maybe with a healthy offensive line, that'll help as well. But that's enough about the offense. Uh, did enough to win this game. Really, it was all about the defense. Virginia Tech was uh, kind of a disaster for, for the Syracuse defense. I mean, long run after long run, big play after big play. Um, had over 250 rushing yards last week, the Hokies did, and really lit up this Syracuse defense. But there's just something about the, the SU defense when it plays in the Loud House. It's just, it's a whole nother animal, especially on third down. I mean, good luck. doesn't matter how, how many yards you need to get on a third down conversion. You're just not going to get it against the Syracuse defense when they're playing in the carry dome. Boston College was 5 for 18 on third downs. I mean, that, that's just incredible. And this is something that Syracuse has done so well week after week. Even against Virginia Tech, the Orange were really good on third down. The difference was first and second down were a different story. So Syracuse did a really good job containing that run game and as good as well as they could have containing Zay Flowers in that Boston College passing attack. Flowers did have four catches for 100 yards. And I will say there were a couple of plays where Boston College had receivers running open for downfield shots that could have been lethal. The problem was Dennis Grossell and Emmett Moorhead, the other quarterback that BC rolled out there, they couldn't make a throw. So I think if there was any kind of competent quarterback back there, like Devin Leary, Malik Cunningham, Kenny Pickett, those quarterbacks that Syracuse still has to face, if they get those opportunities, they're going to cash in. So yes, the defense played well, only gave up six points, but I would say there were some points left on the table by BC, so that's something that's concerning down the road. So it's not like Syracuse absolutely dominated the game. If you look at the box score, you're going to see that, but... With my own eyes, I was able to see time after time after time Grossell missing open receivers, missing open throws, and uh, Emmett Moorhead doing the same, the true freshman that came in and played his first uh, you know, collegiate snaps uh, at the college level. Even on that goal line stand, just to wrap one more thing up here, uh, on, on third down, I think it was, Grossell had a wide open running back down in the flat. Instead of hitting him, his, his eyes never came down to his second read. He tried to force it into coverage on a corner route, same side of the field, and I looked over at Jeff Halfley after the play. He was just absolutely beside himself. He could not believe it. Surrender Cobra turned around to look at the bench. He was just absolutely beside himself. And you kind of have to be because anybody that's listening right now could have tossed that in for a touchdown. I mean, that's a little embarrassing. But Syracuse wins 21-6. to Defense was dominant. 
pretty dominant. I mean, box score would say they were dominant. I'll, I'd say they were dominant. You know what? You got to force them to make those deep ball throws and hit the open receivers. And he didn't do it. Boston College quarterbacks couldn't do it. So, you know what? You take credit for it, and you move on. Kingsley Jonathan, just one more thing here on the defense. Kingsley Jonathan, Stephon Thompson, even Cody Roscoe, big contributors today. Uh, Jonathan had three sacks. That's a career high, and it's as many sacks as he had all of last season. Been waiting for him to finally have his breakout this year. He's a super senior that decided to come back for his sixth year, fifth or sixth year, one of those two. Either way, he was expected to play a big role in this defense. And for the first part of the season, he was just not getting in the game. He was getting rotational snaps, and he was playing on special teams and stuff. But he was just not playing, whether that be because Cody Roscoe was breaking out or Caleb Okachukwu was playing well or Jonathan just really wasn't getting it done in practice. I don't really know. But he finally got his opportunity against Boston College, and boy, oh boy, did he take advantage. Three sacks was a constant force the entire evening. There was one play in the, I want to say it was the third quarter. He just completely sidestepped the left tackle and uh, was in the backfield in a matter of seconds. So if he can do that, that'd be massive for the Syracuse defense, especially when Cody Roscoe is having an off day, perhaps, like he did against Virginia Tech. He just had one tackle in that contest. But uh, Stephon Thompson as well. Very good as a pass rusher, and he's getting a little bit better in coverage, so something he has to work on, but really solid, especially when SU wants to go with the four-man rushes on third down and the stunts and stuff. He's always able to get home and beat a defender. He had a sack and a half. I, I thought he had two sacks. He had, I think they gave a half sack to Roscoe, but really it was it was Stephon Thompson who made the play. But either way, sack and a half, dominant performance. I just want to give him a little bit of credit because – this linebacker unit's been so good, and people talk about, myself included, Mikel Jones, Marlowe Wax to the moon, you know? And Thompson's kind of left out of the equation, even Jeff Canton, our coup as well. So Thompson deserves his uh, fair share of credit there. He's had a, a good season for, whoa, what a hit. Sorry, I'm watching uh, the Panthers game. He just got lit up. Excuse me. Um, yeah, Thompson's having a great year, and he deserves a little bit of credit. So that we will give to him. But just running through the stat sheet one more time, a, a couple loose ends to tie up here. Uh, a lot of penalties for Syracuse in uh, you know early on there. The Orange were playing without Carlos Vettorello, so the offensive line was Matthew Bergeron, Chris Bleich slid over to right guard. Kalen Ellis was at left guard, so they kept the freshman in there. Aaron Service was playing center, and then Pat uh, Dakota Davis, excuse me, slid out to right tackle because Darius Tisdale is still injured. So that was an interesting offensive line. It's a new combination, and early on it wasn't very good. Uh, it was the blocking all night. The you know pass block, run block was all good. The problem was the false start penalties, and that really just kind of killed Syracuse early on and put them back in those third and long situations that I was talking about. Big reason why SU was you know unable to move the ball in the first half. So they cleaned those up in the second half. Defense really didn't have any penalties, maybe one if if any. I can't remember. Um, so that's good. Avoided those self-inflicted wounds, and as far as Dino Babers and clock management coaching decisions, nothing really comes to mind aside from that third and goal call where you wanted to pass and it led to the fumble, but Garrett Schrader said post-game that was just a missed assignment, so you can't really pin that on Babers. Um, there were a couple times where he was a little hesitant with what he wanted to do, so he would call a couple of timeouts, but nothing too critical this week, and you know, you kind of just got to you got to take it, you know, you kind of have to have those moral victories glass half full, you know, at least he didn't blow it like last week towards the end of the first uh, half with those, you know, the eight seconds left and missing the field goal and all that stuff. So not a bad week from a game management and clock management perspective. And hey, Syracuse finally avoids a, a close game, a sudden death game that's going out of the wire here after a four or five week stretch. Um, and SU's also eight and one against the spread now. So if you're looking to make some money, I suggest you put some on Syracuse because week after week, even as the favorite this week, SU was able to rise to the occasion 
and uh, and cover the six and a half and looked pretty good doing it. So we'll see what the equation is coming out of the bye week uh, against Louisville. Syracuse needing just one more win to earn a bowl game. So here is uh, what's left for Syracuse. Bye week this week, you got a road trip to Louisville after the bye week, and then on the road at NC State, that's going to be a tough one for the Orange. You finish things up at home against Pittsburgh. I assume NC State and Pitt will be ranked when those games happen. Either way, they're at the top of the ACC this year, and they're both playing and competing to win one of those bursts uh, and make uh, an appearance in the ACC championship games. Those are going to be massive. I think if you're Syracuse, you absolutely have to have Louisville because NC State and Pitt are going to be very tough. I know Pitt's in the Loud House, and Syracuse has been good at home this season in the ACC. But uh, that Louisville game's probably the most winnable, and we'll have more coverage of that as we go here. Uh, Ian Unsworth will join me for, our, as always, the FizzCast that we do, previewing every single game. And we're going to start doing FizzCast for basketball season as well. We might start with one next week because it'll be a bye. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for more football and basketball coverage. You can find everything at orangefizz.net, at orangefizz on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Fizz Final. Uh, thank you for riding the plane with me, if you will. I hope everybody has a great Halloween, a great bye week. Enjoy not having to worry about Syracuse football for a couple of days there, and then we'll get right back in the thick of it with a road trip at Louisville. So I've been John Eads. Thank you so much again for listening. One more time, Syracuse takes down Boston College 21-6. The Orbs move to 5-4 and four overall, 2-3 and three in the ACC. One more win to claim bowl eligibility for the first time since 2018.